Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Hey everybody, thanks for coming to Civilized Barking. We're a couple hours uh, after Sunday's game. A deflating, disappointing, uh, really bad loss to the Steelers. The Browns are on to Cincinnati. The Browns are in last place. Um, and frankly, today, Jason, that was a display of fourth place football. Um, the offense scares no one right now. The defense makes splash plays but can't get stops against a pretty mediocre Steelers offense when they needed it. And, um, you know, the, the, this is the result. Uh, as poorly as they played, they had two chances in the fourth quarter to take the lead, to win the game, really. Um, and Jarvis Landry, Mr. Reliable, lets him down. So a um, lot of questions, a lot of questions. Um, frankly, I'll let you start asking them. <laughs> I don't know how many of them we can solve right here, but uh, there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot of blame to go around today for sure. And you mentioned the Jarvis fumble. It's so, you know, uncharacteristic of him. How many times have we seen I, – I, I mean, you cover this team longer than I did. You know Schilbert better than I do, but it feels like I've seen that before where he comes up and makes a play on the ball and hit it just on the right spot and knocks it out. But there's so much more to it than that. And, yeah, you know, Jarvis had another drop, another a crucial drop, which is uncharacteristic of him. But there's 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 plenty of blame to go around. Um, but I, I, I keep going back to the quarterback, man, and he's just not good enough. He just hasn't been good enough. And I know I've already seen a little bit on Twitter. People are going to go crazy and say, how could you put this on Baker? Well, Zach, I'll tell you how I can put this on Baker. The, the pass that you and I talked about throughout the game to Austin Hooper in the corner, if it's a better throw, he's walking into the end zone. Now, Hooper needs to make that catch. You know, I think you said that. It's first and goal from the three in a worst-case scenario. He needs to make the catch, and that's why I say there's plenty of blame to go around. But Baker was high on the throw. Baker was high on the throw to Odell on the last drive. Uh, now, Odell didn't give a great effort for it. Again, plenty of plenty of blame to go around. But Baker's high. Anytime Baker's a a pocket passer, he's high. And we've seen it all year. He's missing high and wide. And it's it's becoming such an it's to the point where this is who he is. He's an ordinary NFL quarterback. I'm not I I don't want to hear the shoulder is an excuse. If you're on the field, win the game. They had opportunities to win the game. And I tweeted it toward the end of the game. This is the exact situation I was talking about near the end of the Chiefs game in the opener where it's the last four minutes of a one-possession game and, and the Browns are behind and trailing. And Baker, time after time after time, cannot get it done. It's not all his fault today. And we just pointed out the Landry fumble, the Landry drop, Odell not making a great effort, the Hooper drop. But a franchise quarterback has got to put the ball in better places than where Baker's putting it. Yeah, he's he's an ordinary quarterback. He's getting little help uh, from his receiving core. They just they don't scare anyone, Jason. Pittsburgh could send, send the whole city of Pittsburgh no. to stop the run today. 
because they know they don't have to respect the deep ball, right? Um, the, the Browns are a really good screen team. The Browns can beat anybody they can run on. Um, the Browns, when they're going well, have misdirection and get different people involved. And may, and even though you know they're not going to pop it over your heads at 20 yards, they make you defend every inch of grass inside that 15 to 20 yards. Did we see that outside the first drive and the last drive? No. It, it, it went stale. Um, no. They want to be an aggressive fourth down team. They, they don't know, like, how to go about that. Out of a quarter break, they hand the ball to Nick Chubb for a loss, right? Um, later, they, they try to draw him off, and, and they punt. Um, the imagination is lacking. The discipline is lacking. But what it comes down to is, you know, you just don't scare anyone if you can't throw the ball down the field. Um, here's one of many questions that I have. I mean, Chase Claypool – um, you remember anything especially remarkable that he did today for the Steelers? He had a run down the sideline. Uh, what was yeah, that? They, was that a reverse? Two carries, and, two carries and four catches. Yes. Um, yeah. He's a yeah. threat. He doesn't need to be open to make a big play, right? You can toss him the ball in a reverse or a screen or throw him in a fade, and there's a chance he's going to make that play because he's big and fast and explosive, right? And, like – you will throw him some 10 or 15% chance plays because he will occasionally make them, and that changes everything, right? The Browns don't have that guy on their roster right now. They don't. Um, Baker's playing with an injury and tossing it to tight ends, and Odell gets one target in the first three quarters, and it's a little bubble screen that's that's drawn up, trying to get him involved in the game, right? Like – it's bad. It's bad. It's fourth place football. It it, it is. Um, both yeah. teams threw yeah. sideways, dinked and dunked. The Steelers were more certain in where they wanted to go, right over the middle, right. Um, the holding call makes it first in a bunch. Nobody covers a tight end. The other tight end then catches the touchdown, the go ahead, right. Like you know, there there's different ways you can go. Is maybe the Browns just just aren't good. Um, in October, they certainly didn't take any steps towards getting better, right? This, this is the end of a three-game homestand where they went one and two. They scored 27 points over the final two games. One of those was a win. Jarvis and Odell make $31 million. $31 million. The two highest-paid guys on the team. A lot of money. That's right? a lot of money. So, like, you you could you can take that. And, and listen, you, you get paid to produce in this league, whether you're Dearness Johnson making the third-year minimum, or, or your Miles Garrett, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, all of these guys, right? You, you you have to make these plays. So, I don't know, we could go structurally of looking top-down at who makes the money on this team and a running team and a defense that can't get a stop, or we could just say, man, the execution's bad. And the magic of last year, and it starts to look like magic, I don't know if that's the right word. When I, when I stumbled into this end of this ramble, I promise it's coming. But the Browns always showed up prepared. They always played with a level of discipline that sometimes it was just the other team making the big mistake, right? And there was enough creativity in the game plans that they turned turnovers into quick points. They scored on you early, and they they played with, like, this carefree confidence and aggression. Did you see any confidence or aggression in this team at all today? In a game they had to have? No. 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 
And and I, I want to go back to throwing the ball down the field because I asked Kevin after the game, why is it so hard for this offense to go vertically down the field earlier in games? Fourth quarter, you know, last eight minutes of the game, they're throwing it down the throwing it down the field. But where is that the first three quarters? And he kind of paused for a second. He did he he gave a typical Kevin answer, but I thought this was interesting. And Zach, tell me if I'm reading too much into it because I, I transcribed it before this podcast so I could bring it up. He said our past games were looking for completions looking to throw it down the field and work your way down. That tells me that Baker's supposed to be throwing it down the field and he's not. Am I reading too much into that? Are guys just not open down the field and he's resorting to the dinks and the dunks? But Kevin said, we're looking to throw it down the field first. Yeah. um, I remember the answer. I think it was framed more in we're looking to make the completion in in terms of we don't really care where it goes. That's what he said. We're we're looking for completions in our past games. We're looking for yes. completions, looking, throwing it down the field and work your way down. And by work your way down, I think he means work your way right up, <laughs> you know, work your way sure. shorter. and shorter. Well, it's this, right? It's play action or, or it's run to set up play action, right? It's run to set up bootleg to the flats. It's quick screen or, burn one down the middle because they're looking for the short stuff on the outside with the tight ends or the quick screen. Right. And then it's occasional deep shit. Like all of those things are supposed to work together. Um, but none of them really are working. Right. And Jarvis had a, a standard Jarvis game until the fourth quarter, but that is the offensive scheme working. That's not scaring anybody. Right. Opposing defenses. Now they right. respect him. And I can't believe the Steelers let him get as open as they did on fourth and 12 on the last play of the game. Not that he was super open and not that it was a great throw, but it, the play should have been made, right? Like, um, Baker's not seeing guys. He doesn't see Odell when he's open a lot of the times. Um, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones is not playing. Rashard Higgins, another guy that scares no one. You know, Austin Hooper is always involved in the early scripts. Why? Because, like I said, it's it's the misdirection. It's the variance. It's the... Okay, we we've hit you three times this way. We're coming back to the right. It's somebody's going to be open here because we're going to freeze you with this play action, or you're going to respect our boot, and he's there. I mean, and then what plays does he? Like I said, it's just a bad miss. First, like it's a you you said it perfectly. It's a walk in touchdown. It's an awful throw, and then it's a drop. Like you cannot miss that. It's, I know it's only the thirteenth play of the game or the tenth play of the game. You cannot miss that. Um, and and to you know, the Steelers are not good offensively. They left the door open for no. you with that dumbass, all-time mind-numbing fake field goal. It really changed the shape of the game. Ended up costing them seven Right points. out of the Freddie Kitchens. Yes. Right out of the Freddie Kitchens. Unbelievable. Playbook. Unbelievable. But, like, the defense can't get stopped. Like, Jason, in the last three quarters, the Steelers ran 59 plays. That's one more than the Browns ran in the game. And they had a 13-play drive to start the game. So, like, you know, there's the occasional sack, and, like, Malik had one, and there was another play where Malik McDowell's running down a screen on the sideline, and you're like, oh, my God, that guy's 340 pounds. That should not happen. But they're not taking the ball away, right? They are only occasionally getting the big stops. I mean, this league, these games are going to be decided on third and fourth down. The Browns want to be a fourth down go-for-it team. They don't have any confidence in what they're doing. The Browns want to unleash Miles Garrett on you. He's making a couple of big plays a game. They're not turning the ball over. And, and to go back to the money thing, 
I mean, that's $60 million in Jack Conklin and John Johnson who get hurt today, right? At the end of a month where you went straight backwards. Like, this is bad. They've been teetering since the Chargers game. I've been saying it. We've been talking about it, writing about it. I mean, today's because like I said, not only did you have to have this one, but for as bad as it was, the door was open more than once. And he didn't do it. And 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 like your usually reliable guy in Jarvis failed. Your other guy that makes as much money is non existent. And teams' whole game plan and modus operandi are based upon the fact that they know that you can't throw the ball more than six yards down the field. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. So how do you fix that? I mean, you're halfway through the season, and and last year they sort of flipped the switch right at this point, right? It was the second half of the season where it looked like a different offense. Baker looked like a different quarterback. They sort of put the wheels back on, and they carried the momentum all the way to the playoffs. That's still out there. That's still possible. It could still happen again. But it just doesn't feel like that's the case this year right now watching this team. How do you fix this? Yeah, I mean, Baker said after the game, well, I'm sure this will set the sports media world ablaze, but we'll get it handled. Well, based upon what? Right? Like, right. Based up, when is the last time the offense had a good quarter? The third quarter of the Chargers game. Right? Yeah. Before that, you won, yeah. and that was a great win in Minnesota. You won when the quarterback played as bad as a game as any NFL quarterback could ever play, and the defense dominated. Defense hasn't dominated since. Your three-game homestand, a chance to launch this, right? In the NFL season, specifically a successful one, Jason, the first month is just so forgotten. You, you test guys out. You get your rookies used to it. You run your stuff. You start to develop those habits and those strengths and, you know, how teams scout you and how you counterpunch and all of that. Well, in October, the Browns have sucked, guys. It sucked. How do you fix it? I don't know. Because you have to attack. Defenses are not going to respect you down the field until you attack them down the field. right? And defenses are going to throw to tight ends and wide open guys over the middle. Everything they're going to be doing is running it right at you to keep your your defensive ends at bay right? and make you pay for playing that soft zone defense. Everything's going to be right there. So until you go out and make some turnovers, until you go out and challenge teams, then every game is going to be a slog. I knew this was going to be first to 20 wins, and the Steelers didn't even have to get to 20. How do you fix it? I don't know. you got to throw it down the field. Okay, so Baker has become a – and I hate going back to Baker all the time because there is plenty of blame to go around, but it starts with the quarterback. He has become a pocket passer this year. Where did the bootlegs go? Where did the rollouts go? 
have teams, and we've talked about this during games before, and you've, you've pointed out plays in the past where, like, look at that, two guys chase Baker. This is before the shoulder. Two guys chase Baker. They're taking away the, the boot. Can they even do that with him now with the shoulder in the situation, the position that it is? Because he's at his best. I think we can agree. He's at his best when he's on the move and he's on the run. That has not been there at all this year since maybe, I mean, the Chiefs game, I saw it. But I don't know, going back to maybe week two or three, he has become a pocket passer. And I think that's a huge part of the problem. It is. The book is out, right? Take away that boot and you take away so much of what the Browns do. And just like the Browns on defense live with the short stuff and in the middle and, and like they want to make you earn it, and that's fine. That's like a league-wide thing. That's not some grand idea that they cooked up, right? Wild idea, I should say. Um, teams are going to let you throw to Austin Hooper three times on the opening drive. And teams are going to let Jarvis Landry work at 8 to 12 yards on most downs, right? Because they're they're – they're not going to give up big play. They know that you're limited in where you're really going to attack. And the Steelers all day, Edmonds, the box safety, was in the box. And when they were in their different packages, they were bringing corners and they were bringing outside linebackers at all angles because everything was to stop the run, stop the Browns from getting outside, from turning a three-yarder into a big play. And they did. Njoku at the end, specifically, they turned a couple of three-yarders into eight yarders. Oh, did I grab the game book here? I think Chubb's run was the only twenty-yard play they had all day. I think that's yeah. accurate. I think it's probably accurate. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, ten longest plays for the Browns. Well, yeah, twenty-six yard Nick Chubb run. So in the fourth quarter, with eleven minutes left, there was the one to Njoku that went for twenty-four, but that was a. Uh, I forget which one that was. I'm thinking about the screen. So they had three plays over 20 yards, but none, none in the first half. And, again, they run that one. Um, they score one touchdown all day. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just – and the Steelers didn't have many more. I mean, their only play more than 24 yards is the one at the end where Deontay Johnson just catches it and keeps running. Right? The game is pretty much decided at that at that point. Um, you know, the Steelers got a little aggressive. They saw something they thought they could hit, and they did. But like I said, I, I just don't see any pop. I don't see anything in this offense that scares you other than the thought that you would be down and they could turn Nick Chubb loose at you. But all day, all I saw from the Steelers' game plan was bodies getting into Chubb's preferred running lanes and getting in the backfield with a head of steam because they knew they needed to hit him before he got to three or four yards and really had, you know, a chance to get going. And they did that all day. He, that's he had exactly, 15 carries, right? And that's what it, it's exactly what Arizona yes. did. Arizona just just clogged the the box and, and dared him to throw it. Denver didn't have the bodies to do that. The Chargers' run defense was suspect, but any team with a moderately decent defense is going to play this team the exact the same exact way. same way. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the book gets out on you, right? And, and last year, like I, I've been saying, clearly Baker's playing hurt, right? This was an organizational decision to put him out here today, saying he's fine. We're not going to have to change much. He gives us the best chance to win. Well, <laughs> what what chance did he really give you today? Not much of one. I, I I don't think not much. Right. Um. And, and like I said, I, I'm seeing. I think we're in the minority on that, Zach. I think we're in the minority <laughs> on that. 
judging by Twitter, people think Baker had a great day and played well, and his receivers let him down. Low standards is really amazing. I mean, the receivers <laughs> did let him down in the fourth quarter. He, he played a solid, efficient fourth quarter. There, there's no doubt about it. But like I said, I, I'm seeing there's nothing wrong with forcing the ball to Odell early on that screen and letting him create, right? That's all part of the plan. Like, I'm seeing tiny little bits of a varied, versatile offense, right, of of the misdirections and of the stuff where, you know, it's it's a pretty basic, pretty short play, but you could turn it into more. I'm not seeing a ton of it, and I'm not seeing any of those plays go for more. I'm, I'm just not. It's, it's not like Harrison Bryant caught some big passes today. I mean, he is not going to make the next guy miss and go. He's not going to jump over someone, right? And, and so, like, I know that you miss Kareem Hunt, who finishes so many plays and, and does so many things for you. But the whole game plan today was to keep those running backs, Chubb and, and Dearness, from from getting ahead of steam. Dearness makes a great cut. He said Chubb had two runs that I can think of, but I just saw every guy in a white jersey's job was to get to Nick Chubb before he could really get up the field, and they had no reason to deviate from that game plan. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Here's, I guess, what is what alarms me maybe the most about this offense, everything we're talking about, everything that we said. When Landry was out, you and I both said, boy, this team really misses Jarvis. When Jarvis comes back, everything will settle down. Baker will settle down. You know, that's Baker's security blanket. This offense will look different when Jarvis is back. Well, Jarvis has been back for two games now, and nothing looks different. And, in fact, Jarvis is one of the ones that let him down today. But but nothing looks different. Nothing looks different even with Jarvis back. No, no. Um, like, I, 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 I was thinking about it. Like, you know, you, you try to let the game dictate itself, right? But you also say, hey, I – Watch these guys every day in training camp for six weeks. I've watched they find the Browns finally have a team that of guys that you've actually watched for more than two years play together, right? And I'm sitting there this morning driving up here, going, you know, the Vikings win is a good win. They had bad fourth quarters against pretty good, flawed but good teams and Chargers and Chiefs. If they just find a way today, any way, they're fine. They're right there in the division race. They had the two and one home stand after because really the Cardinals game before today was the only egg that they've laid, right? Like 
Yeah. You know, yeah. Chicago and Houston were not works of art, but but the Browns ended up winning both comfortably and are better than both those teams. Minnesota's no work of art. It's a road win against a team that might win double-digit games. Certainly right now it looks like it's going to, right? But all of a sudden, you know, you look at the entire October body of work and there's just no – and I know the injuries play a big part of it, but no one's going to stop for that and no one's going to feel sorry for you. There's just no consistency there, it's a struggle to create medium plays, let alone big plays. The defense has forced four turnovers all year long in eight games, right? Like every single day in training camp, Jason, when there's padded practice, it starts with a turnover drill. You listen to Zafanski. You listen to Blaine Bloom, the new run game quarter. You listen to them. We have to take the ball away. And they were and even last year when they sucked on defense – they took the ball away and they got aggressive and creative and turning that into points and changed games that way, right? Like today they, they couldn't change anything. They they were like a wobbly fighter fighting against fat old Ben Roethlisberger but still getting beat. Like they, they, <laughs> they could do nothing to change the tempo, right? They threw some body blows, but they just are leave themselves susceptible to haymakers, and I don't know, maybe this analogy makes no sense because five seconds ago I wasn't going with a boxing analogy. I was just picturing Ben's fat old ass <laughs> standing there, tired, right? <laughs> but, like, like there's – this is top down, right? Like, in approach, that I'm not seeing anything that's making the Browns different. Last year I saw an offense that, that was different. You know, in, in a mindset and a confidence that went with it. And this year they're just getting sucked into these games. And, frankly, this is how the Steelers have to play. The Steelers still have a top-five defense in this league, even with all these young guys in the front seven. And the young guys were challenged today to say, hey, all you cannot let this running back get going. We have to get back there. It's going to be all of us. It's going to be different guys blitzing. It's going to be different guys shooting in gaps. We have to do it. And they left the Browns just with no answer. It's 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 alarming. Because there's a lot of season left, and we're not writing the eulogy here. But, man, there's a lot of season left, and the quarterback's still hurt. Odell's clearly hurt and isn't a factor. We don't know when Kareem's coming back. They lost Jack Conklin today for a long time. Dislocated elbow, maybe the season, right? Um, <laughs> you know, I, I thought, thought Greg Newsom got smoked early and came back and made three or four plays. I mean, there's guys giving you effort. But there's dumbass plays by Ronnie Harrison consistently, right? There's Anthony Walker consistently a second late over the middle, right? And, and if, if Miles doesn't have a huge game, if Nick Chubb doesn't have a huge game every time, there's nothing in the way of creativity or aggression that's showing me that this team is any different than the rest of them. And, and this roster should never score 10 points in a game. Never, ever, ever. Today was pathetic. A lot of season left, but if the playoffs started, the, the Browns would not be part no, of it. No, and they've done and nothing to I, indicate that they are a playoff team. Nothing. Nothing at all. I mean, even last year at this point, right, like they they hadn't really started to get good, and based on the previous 20 years, you didn't think they were going to be. But they had run off four wins in a row. They had, they had started to show signs of offensive life, and they bounced back from those, those bad games that they had, right? Like – they, they started pushing the envelope and pushing the ball down the field. And maybe Peoples-Jones coming back can do that. I don't know, but, like, I just I feel like 
stuck in is stuck in the mud as Austin Hooper is as soon as he runs more than four yards. I have nothing else to say about this disgrace. I yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Um, you know, we'll, we'll die. I'll watch the game again tomorrow and and or Tuesday morning. You know, um, we'll dive in with with how you get it fixed. Like I said, I, I, I Baker did not play awful today by any means, and he he had a, a fourth quarter that you would ask out of a guy with with those limitations. But he is so limited, and organizationally, they are telling you this is the best we can put out there, and it's not good enough, <laughs> right? It's it's just not. And so when he says we'll get it handled, like they're not four and two, right? Like this is the halfway point. You just squandered this golden opportunity with this three-game homestand, and now you go to Cincinnati. So, like, I have to see it before I 1% believe it because this is a 500 or worse team that doesn't force turnovers, doesn't push the envelope, and doesn't do one thing except run the ball especially well. And well, today, geez, the, whole, like that. Yeah, <laughs> the whole offensive game, the whole game plan was set. We're, we are not going to let you run on us. The Browns scored 10 points and lost the game. And I mean, Najee Harris is like, he's a, Najee Harris is talented, right? And he showed that today with some bursts and some running. He didn't have a huge statistical game. They didn't overfeed him or draw up anything super silly. They got him the ball in space. They trusted him to, to grind out some tough yards and finish plays. And he did, right? They threw sideways. They took an occasional shot. I mean, the one deep one right in front of us, I told you early in the game. Like, the Browns had a well-timed blitz dialed up. Ben had to launch it. Greedy had perfect coverage. Like, the Browns were on it. The Steelers did nothing. The Steelers came in and said, we are going to play to get to 17 points. And they would have if they wouldn't have lost their kicker. (laughs) And they won the game, getting 15 points on that game plan. It's bad. It's real bad. I mean, things are so bad. The fake field goal costs them a kicker, costs them the momentum, ends up costing them seven points. They score a touchdown, guys. To, to make it 10-9 to nine Browns. I almost said to take the lead, but the Browns still had the lead. The rookie center does not realize they have to go for two. He comes running off the field. Ben has to grab him, bring him back. Then he gets the holding on the penalty or on the conversion, which they use Ben in every ounce of energy in his 38-year-old body, right? And then they have to run it from the 12, and they have no chance because Miles just gets back there. Like, the Steelers kept giving you chances. And I said, as poorly as this went and as bad as it was, the Browns had the ball and drove twice inside the 30-yard line in the last 10 minutes of the game after the Steelers scored the go-ahead touchdown. And didn't finish. Didn't finish. Off. It's a recurring theme. Didn't finish. We've said that quite a bit this year. Yeah. So, again, I mean, you're only a game out of the win column of the division. And there's still more than half a season left. But I need to see a completely different game plan and and a completely different – I have to be convinced that the Browns can score points. And I never thought I'd be saying that. Like, right, even when they lost the first game in Kansas City, it was like it's only the first game. So You know, defense really held up well for two and a half, three quarters. The special teams screwed them. Little things screwed them. But, man, like – they can score with anybody. Yep. <laughs> Today they scored 10 points. 10 points. Awful. Awful. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, be reading. Um, well, you know, Browns Bengals is big. Big, big, big. Scalpers are getting $400 for nosebleeders for this. And, and the Bengals followed their biggest win in 15 years with a 
mind-numbing loss. Obviously, I didn't see any of it today to the Jets, but uh, they're still playing for first place. They're playing for respect. Um, they got a star rookie in Jamar Chase. They got a star quarterback in Joe Burrow. They got an improved defense, even though it got torched by some guy named Mike White today. So we'll see how they respond, and we'll see uh, you know what the Browns can do to spark this offense because it's bad. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.